Hey, Heartbreakers, welcome back to another Breakdown bonus episode. So today we're talking about the relationship between cheating with multiple people and narcissism. Honestly, sometimes with these episodes, I feel like it could be the cheating and narcissist breakup breakdown because I feel like it comes up all the time. We have beaten this topic into the ground, but I think it's because there's so many different takes and facets of this mental illness, and clearly it's happening to a lot of people in their relationships. And I felt like this particular main episode reminded me of two other times we have talked about narcissism and cheating on the podcast. Now, as a disclaimer, obviously we don't know this person personally. I'm not a mental health professional. I don't know that the person that we spoke about in the main episode is a narcissist, but there are definitely some conclusions we can come to based off of the conversations we've already had with mental health professionals where we talked about narcissism and how it's come up in other breakup stories where once again, we're still speculating. I mean, that's kind of what a lot of these bonus episodes are about is how can we take the behavior that we're hearing about from another party and make sense of it through the lens of mental health. And that's essentially what we're doing today, talking about how narcissists have a behavioral pattern when they cheat to cheat with multiple people. Why do they do that? How is a narcissist created? Why does it make sense in their head? Like, why are they doing this to us? So that we can have a better understanding of what would lead someone to do something that a lot of people would never even dream about doing. A, because again, it's gonna help us make more sense about people's behaviors that we don't understand. But also, I think it creates a lot of empathy for the other person. While you might not agree with the decisions that they've made and it's not something you would ever do, at the very least you can see where somebody might be coming from and why it would lead them to do something like this. So there are two breakdown bonus episodes that I'm going to be mentioning throughout this bonus episode and I'll play you clips from each. The first is from an episode I did with Amy Head where we talked about why people stay in relationships when they cheat. Like if you want to be with somebody else, why would you stay? And of course, just like in this episode, we talked about how just because someone's cheated doesn't mean they're a narcissist. We were talking about it in the main episode, kind of just throwing around the fact that this could be narcissistic behavior. Obviously, I don't know this person personally, and I'm also not a mental health professional, so I can't be like, this person's a narcissist. And I have heard that there can be a link between narcissism and infidelity. A, is that true? And B, why is that? I I mean, I think it still goes back to, and it's a great question because it's like, why does this have to happen this way? If If you're all about yourself, just... Be upfront and move on, right? That would be the that would be the respectable thing to do, even though it would still be hurtful, but at least it's honest. But I think there is just a sense of power and control. I mean, a lot of people who are all about themselves. I mean, think about, you know, when when you have like a two-year-old or a three-year-old or a four-year-old, the world is them. Like everything should be me. It's all about me. Watch me, look at me. Why why can't I have this? I want that. That that's kind of the same mindset when we get to adulthood, if we're still that narcissistic thinking that everything revolves around me. So I feel like a lot of it is more around power, control. They've learned over time that they have the ability to utilize people, manipulate people, maneuver things they want the way they want them to. So, you know, I think it's more about that. And so then infidelity would be connected to that because, well, if I'm not getting what I need here, there's no need to really get into it. I'll just move on to something else. So I'm again, I'm not sure. And I don't know. I say I'm not sure because I really don't know for sure. But I think with the narcissistic personality, it's not real. They're not really thinking about the implications on the other person or even self-reflectively the implications of on themselves. It's more just life is a means to an end. Let me get what I need. Let me figure out how to make that happen. And, you know, 
I hope you enjoy the show and the and while you're here. And if I, if I hurt your feelings more, just you know, sorry for that type thing. But I don't even know if the sorry is there necessarily. Um, no, that's interesting that you bring that up because I've heard it said three times on my podcast in different episodes. It was the girlfriends confronting the boyfriend about why they decided to cheat, and three different times in similar words, but the the main point of it was, well, I just wasn't thinking. And I, that's so interesting that you said that. Cause I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. I'm like, what do you mean? You just weren't thinking, but I think maybe the extended version of, I just wasn't thinking was, I just wasn't thinking about how it would affect you, which makes perfect sense. Correct. It's more about what's in it for me. And if it's not really, you know, getting what I need, then I'm, I'm free to do whatever I need to do. And there's really not a lot of empathy, guilt, or shame around that. I also did an episode with Jessica Ann Pressler where we talked about how narcissists are created. You know, what events in somebody's life would lead them to have narcissistic behavior? And one of the parts in the main episode that we had talked about in that episode that I felt like related to this episode is how bringing children into the world can influence someone to have those narcissistic behaviors come up. And while this episode led to a loss of child, somebody did experience a pregnancy. And I think that's similar enough to be able to draw similar conclusions. So this is what she had to say about how children may influence someone to cope with cheating. Could parenthood trigger some of those narcissistic behaviors? Yes. With a narcissist and even not a narcissist. So, you know, a person is having a child. So, of course, the child becomes the focus. The um, person who winds up cheating may not feel they're the center of the tension as they may have felt they were before. They may um, have all of a sudden things they have to do for their, let's just say it's a man, for their wife or for their child. They may not be um, told they're wonderful and great with it, which they may have been done before. They're just not getting their need, their validation they need and their needs met. And they may just be looking for excitement, which being home is not exciting anymore. All of a sudden they're worrying about finances. All of a sudden they're worrying about being a good father or mother, depending on who it is. All of a sudden they're, you know, real life, real life occurs. And all of a sudden their, their other, their wife or husband can't go out and party with them. All of a sudden they're told they don't, can't game anymore. (laughs) You know, they can't do what they want anymore. All of a sudden they have responsibilities. And so they go elsewhere for that validation. They go elsewhere for that sex. Maybe they're not having sex as much anymore. They go elsewhere for um, just being in a place where they don't have to talk about their child. And maybe they just never wanted a child in the first place, or maybe it's bringing up old stuff they haven't worked through. We also talked about how a narcissist is made. What events in somebody's life would lead them to become a narcissist? So I believe that, and I understand that a narcissist is um, dealing with their own childhood wounds. Not that we should you know, excuse their behavior because they're wounded, but they are. And a lot of what they do is their coping mechanisms so that they don't have to face who they are. They don't have to look inside. And so they do all kinds of things to cover that up. So do I think, I think most narcissists probably do not know that their behavior, they're not, they don't have that insight. So they're not going to ask, am I doing something wrong? Am I doing something that hurts someone else? Because they just don't care. They don't think about it. They just don't have that empathy. They don't, Think about what it does to someone else. If you're, you know, and if you're saying, you know, am I a narcissist? Chances are you're not a narcissist. 
because you are, you know, trying to gain insight into what your behavior is. And, you know, everyone can have what we may consider a narcissistic moment or because there's a spectrum, you know, thinking about yourself and your needs. You know, we we have that we um, talk about out there being authentic and taking care of your needs and 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 self-love and self-care. Those are good things that doesn't make you a narcissist. Sometimes it's not even their childhood upbringing. Sometimes it's things they've experienced in previous relationships that would influence them to cheat. He, he just has such low self-esteem and he has such um, a need for validations that he just isn't thinking about his wife and his kid. If anything, they're getting in the way of getting his needs met. So all he's thinking, it's like tunnel vision. I almost look at it as narcissists are addicted to their supply. So, they, you know, when a person's um, addicted to something, they don't see it's tunnel vision. It's all about getting their needs met. He just doesn't care. He doesn't even think about the needs of what's going on at home. If anything, they get in the way. So all he's thinking about is getting, um, being told he's a wonderful person, you know, how great he is in bed, or even the power of knowing he can get away with it. I mean, it depends on how malignant you are, but there are, are people out there that actually get the high of I'm all powerful. I always think of like King Kong, you know, pounding their chest. I'm so powerful. I've got a woman home. I've got a woman there. I've got a, you know, and I'm getting away with it. And I'm entitled to this because I deserve it. And it, other people's needs don't matter. And that is just that overwhelming need for validation, which they may have not gotten in their childhood. They may have not had that safety when they were younger. People, their parents may have ignored their needs or um, only validated them if they got and you know uh, they looked beautiful or whatever it is and it's and they look out so they're looking outside instead of inside for validation mm. uh, they have to look outside so one way of looking outside is by um, having an affair and then back to the episode with Amy Head where we were dissecting why somebody would cheat and not leave she said this behavior is often exhibited by narcissists. Well, when you're talking about, it sounds like, you know, a little bit of narcissism or narcissist or things like that. I feel like really at the root of relationships, it's not so much about the relationship. It's more like utility, like the person wants to feel admired, wants to feel loved, um, and will see the person that they're pursuing as sort of the conquest. And then once they get that, they may not necessarily want to leave it, but they just want to go for the next thing. And it's more like instead of like these long term relationships where I think at the point of that, there's a fear that the narcissist personality won't be needed as much or won't be seen in as great a light once you kind of have that long term relationship. So it's just kind of feels like it's bouncing from thing to thing, but it's really just a pattern of utility. Like I like you, I think I can get you to like me. Let me see if that works. You obviously do. So now that you do, I win. I like this, but now I still have that need. So let me go to the next person. So that's what can happen a lot of times. And that's why it's so important for the person who's in that relationship with the narcissist to have those messages that this is less about you and more about them. If, they, if they're cheating on you, it's more about their process, their need, their lack that they're feeling. Unfortunately, you filled that for them, but it's not long term for them because they need more fill after that. Yeah, that's so interesting. Almost like they're treating relationships like a game. Like how many how many points can I score? How many relationships can I win? I've never heard it put that way. And I don't. Yeah. And I don't know, like if they see it that way, they probably don't, because a lot of times your narcissistic folks aren't really super insightful. They don't take a lot of self-reflection time, but they know what they need or they. And a lot of times it comes across as entitlement or power plays. And it, it, it is that. But it's also, you know, I have this void but I have this power to fill it. And every time I fill it, 
I feel better about myself. But then once it's filled, I don't know that I can just stay there because I need that fill. So I'm going to go to the next thing. So it's really disheartening because a lot of people who are narcissistic are great people. I mean, like they're talented, they're intellectual, they're capable, they, they make things happen, they're charming, they can work a room. And if you take the narcissism out a little bit, it's like almost the perfect scenario, but yeah. that void gets in the way. So a lot of times that's the motivation. Um, it's kind of like a challenge, right? And when the challenge is accomplished, then need a new challenge. Aside from any potential narcissism, I've always felt like sometimes people cheat as a way of self-sabotaging the relationship. You know, maybe you're not ready to break it off and say the words, I'm over this relationship. So maybe your subconscious acts out and decides to find a way to implode the relationship. I think it definitely could be for the general person. For narcissists, I'm not exactly sure, kind of for some of the reasons we were mentioning earlier. Like, I'm not sure that they're insightful thinking in in form in the terms of insight towards that i think it would be more of self-fulfillment versus mm-hmm. self-sabotage like i got what i needed out of this so you know i don't really want to be super rude to the person but i'll just move on and just you know stay involved but you know i need what i need so i think it would be more a matter of self-fulfillment than self-sabotage unless you have someone who's not fully narcissistic they're just you know and i say just loosely but they're like low self-esteem or they've been wounded themselves or they you know they have guilt and shame stuff going on for them they're not getting their needs met they don't know how to communicate that um it's more risky to try to bring it up in the relationship than to go outside the relationship there i think it might be a, some self-sabotage like, let me just get out of this it's not working for me but i think they're thinking about all that i'm not sure the narcissist is thinking about all that i think they're just thinking okay i need what i need where can i go get it Back to the episode with Jessica Ann Pressler, we also talked about what treatment would look like for a narcissist if they wanted to combat that with a mental health professional. First of all, I would definitely look into their childhood because I definitely think there are childhood wounds involved. And just like I would with someone who comes as a codependent, because and I would look at their childhood wounds and try to get an understanding and an acceptance of these wounds. Um, but because the narcissist has such um, coping mechanisms that are so strong, it's been there, you know, as everyone does, it's hard to conquer them. They would have to be able to tolerate that because all they're doing, the narcissist's entire, um, the, way, the reason they act the way they act is to cover up those wounds. Mm-hmm. Co- so they've spent their entire life up to that point, if they walk in the office, um, covering up the wounds, it's a really hard, hard knock to crack and, it, you know, to get there. And lastly, for the partner, what does it look like for them to be able to heal from this situation? Well, I think there's several parts that has to happen. One is to, she needs to know that it's not her fault. Nothing she did would have necessarily changed it. And even if it did, it doesn't matter because it's not her fault. He cheated. He didn't have to go that route. One. Um, Two, to um, take time to grieve. That you are grieving not only the relationship, but how she thought her future was going to be. And I did hear the segment, so I know that she bent over backwards trying to make the marriage work, trying to do anything she could anything she could way beyond most people would have done to try to work on this relationship and it never was going to happen and nothing she could have done would have made that so so an understanding that there's no fault in what happened here this is his issues something he has to work on if he wants to and and but really take time take time not to date take time to um, figure out why she stayed 
once I heard cheating with multiple people was sort of like a game or a challenge or a conquest for people with narcissism, it just made so much sense to me. Because I think when we think about somebody stepping out on the relationship with multiple people, I think the default, and I'm sure it is like this for some people, but I think the default is to assume that they just want variety. And it's not to say that variety isn't a part of the fun, but you think, oh, well, you're just with someone, you get bored, you step out, you sleep with like three other people. But the more... I hear about what it's actually like to be a narcissist and what relationships are like for them. Like it makes me like genuinely very sad for the people that are quote unquote victims of these people and the narcissist themselves because how sad is it that relationships for you aren't a deep emotional connection between you and somebody else but it feels like you know every time you get with someone it's like you're just feeding your ego with the relationship and it's also heartbreaking because like we talked about I mean maybe some narcissists are just born this way but I, I think a lot of people are putting these band-aids on their childhood wounds and it's turning them into these partners that can be incredibly damaging to somebody else and it's not always very easy to spot a narcissist especially when they have the kinds of traits that most people want to be with like somebody who's charming and can work a room and somebody who's just very gregarious they're like the venus fly traps of people they just lure you in and all of a sudden like you wake up and you're you're like i think my boyfriend is cheating on me with like seven people but anyway talking about it is so important because so many people are in relationships with people that are doing this to them and we've got to a let people know that they're not alone b remind people that this is not a part of a healthy relationship and see how can both people get help whether you're suffering from a relationship with a narcissist or you are somebody that maybe you're like oh god that sounds a lot like me i think i could be a narcissist the more we call out these behaviors i'm hoping the less they will occur in relationships so hoping you go i'm hoping you leave this podcast more prepared and hey maybe it even gives you the courage to get out of that toxic relationship but regardless thank you for tuning in as always i will see you whenever you decide to tune in next